Hi everyone, what's up? Welcome back to In Bloom Podcast or welcome if you're new. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast and I'm super excited to have y'all back this week for another episode. This week we're going to be talking about things I'm struggling with and not to be negative or anything. It's not meant for me to just be dwelling on the negatives. It's more so of me just being vulnerable and sharing with you all the things that I've been struggling with lately and in the season of life that I'm in. And I know that it's like a trend on TikTok right now to like share the things you're struggling with. And that's like one of the highlights, I guess you could say, of social media is that when trends like this happen, that really open people up to being more vulnerable. It can help a lot of us feel a whole lot less alone. So that's kind of just like the goal of this episode is to just like, one, just be vulnerable with the things that are difficult for me right now. And two, hopefully help you guys feel less alone in that if you're struggling with similar things or the same things. And three, I'm going to try to kind of just like share my basis and why I'm feeling the way I am about certain things and like struggling with them and sort of how I am working through each of the things. Um, I'm going to kind of like briefly touch on that as well to make it more productive than me just sitting here explaining it to you all. But before we get started, let's of course get started with the quote goal and gratitude. This week's quote is from Pinterest and it says, try not to resist the changes that come your way. Instead, let life live through you and do not worry that your life is turning upside down. How do you know that the side you are used to is better than the one to come? And I just really like this because I feel like I struggle a lot with resisting change as someone who is a perfectionist. I don't like to think I'm a control freak. I really don't think I'm a control freak, but I think that when change comes into play, then I kind of become a control freak. Like I'm not just an everyday regular control freak, like needing things to be going my way and needing things to be, you know, a certain way. I'm very flexible in like the day-to-day sense, but when I sense change and I start getting uncomfortable, that's kind of when I like want to be a control freak because I just tend to freak out when the unknown comes into play because like anyone else, it's scary and you just don't know what's going to happen. And I think like my biggest issue is the resistance because I know I've done a podcast episode on embracing change and how important it is. And it's so funny because I can give all of that advice all day long, but I literally cannot take it. I don't know what it will take for me to take my own advice, but I just like literally can't. I feel like I can give great advice, but in terms of applying it in my own life, I don't know why it's like the hardest thing in the world, but it's literally so hard for me to do. But I really just love the thought of um how do you know that the side you are used to is better than the one to come because when i think of times when i feared change in the past and then ended up embracing it and it turned it always turned out way better than what the current situation was like when i think of fearing the change of going to college like and like leaving home and everything like that was obviously scary and then like fearing the change to come like when i would like start my when i was starting my youtube channel Um, I like resisted that for a long time because it was something I really wanted to do. And then when I finally did it, it was probably the best decision I've made in my life to this date. Like it dramatically changed my life for the better in so many ways. And outside of the, I guess, quote unquote, success portion of it, it changed me internally so much that like you, I can't articulate and like really put into words. Um, so I really like trying to frame all of the changes that I know will be coming my way and the changes that are going to come my way for the rest of my life as how do you know it's not better than 
your current situation or could be better um so I don't know I just really like that different perspective shift and my goal this week is to not get in my head about work I'm starting something new at work this week and I have been each week that has passed and leading up to this new project starting at work I've just been getting gradually more anxious because it's something new and it's so funny because every time at work when I'm like finally getting comfortable with what I'm doing I end up like getting on a new project or doing something that I haven't done before and I just have to constantly be repeating this cycle of stressing out over starting something new and not knowing how to do things and I just struggle a lot with doing new things and like being the new person at work and everything like I hate being new to things because as a perfectionist it's so hard to accept being someone who doesn't know how to do anything it's just really overwhelming because you want to at least be able to prove yourself in some way and like when you're not able to do that at all from the get-go it's just really scary and it's also just uncomfortable like nobody likes if anybody like actually likes doing something completely new and being clueless and having to like completely start over and be a newbie at something please transfer some of that desire and some of that passion to me because I lack it severely but I really just don't want to get get my head about it I'm trying to like really remind myself every time I start getting anxious about it that everything I've done at work so far like I have started with literally zero knowledge and it all turned out to be like okay like I'm still here I'm fine I've gotten way more comfortable with some things that I really know how to do certain things really well now so I'm trying to apply like that perspective to starting something new now but it's just so hard to not get in my head about oh my gosh this is new and scary and blah 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 and it's gonna be my first time going to like the client site and everything so that in and of itself kind of freaks me out a little bit because I definitely have like a level of performance anxiety anytime I have to like work with a team in person and people are like watching me do things I all of a sudden like forget everything and I can't focus because I'm so worried about doing things correctly and it not even necessarily doing things perfectly but just like doing things correctly that I hyper focus on that and then I like forget I can't think straight because of that um because I've had to work with like teams in person before and I truly just felt like I was not retaining anything that was going on the entire time because I was so worried about doing things correctly and it's just exhausting and um I don't know it's just it's just a big change and it's only going to be for two weeks that I'm on this project for this quarter so I'm just like okay it's it'll be stressful but then it'll be done and it'll be okay and I like have met the people on the team I've done training so I'm like at least I'm like not going in completely blind like I have for a lot of the things I've done at work so yeah just trying not to be in my head remind myself that it's all going to be okay and if you're going through anything similar at work you know just try to remind yourself that you've started at zero for so many things before and you've done fine and you know it may have taken time to get there it may take asking questions it may take making mistakes but all of that is part of getting you to where you're meant to be so thinking of things that way is just really important and my gratitude this week i am just so thankful for being able to be in the position that i'm in like my fiance and i are in to be able to move and buy our first home together um we just closed on our first home on monday morning so like a week ago when this episode comes out which is so exciting and scary. Um, It's so awesome getting to be 
a homeowner with him and like this season of life like with us just getting engaged I'm just really excited for everything that's to come but I'm also mainly just really excited to like have a place to make our own and I was just thinking last night that you know I feel like I never really got the chance to make our current apartment a true home and feel like home and I think part of it was just because I knew it was gonna be temporary from the get-go but I also just knew that it just wouldn't be worth the time and effort to you know decorate this space and like make it the exact way I wanted to because we would be leaving and I don't really think that's like a good way to view like your apartments I think you should still do what you can to like make it feel like your own and make it feel like home and I honestly don't think it's that necessarily because I do think that I like did my best to like make it feel like home and everything I think the main issue is I didn't really get to live in it correctly not correctly, properly. Because when you think of a home, you think of like getting to, you know, I don't know, just like, I don't know, just make memories and like do things. But I'm like, honestly, like a lot of memories were made during the time I've lived in this apartment in terms of like big life events. But because I've worked from my living room since January and I've just worked so much, I don't really tie the way my apartment feels to the feeling of like a comforting home anymore which is really sad because I definitely did when we first moved in here and I'm not saying that in a way of like I don't like my apartment because I absolutely love my apartment it's more so just the feeling of it I feel like I could have gone a little bit further to like make it our own but life has just been so crazy since we moved in just was immediately starting studying for the CPA exams less than a week after we moved in taking my last CPA CPA exam the day before I started work and then starting work and it's just been that working since then so I'm looking forward to like have a separate space to work in because I think it's just going to be a big game changer for my mental health hopefully um and I'm really just excited to not have to move again because it's expensive to move every year it's like wasteful it's hard and um I'm not sitting here condemning you if you're someone that does move every year trust me because that's been me since my freshman year of college literally um I'm just saying that I got to a point where I was just like I'm so over this and I can't keep doing it because it's just exhausting because you like after you do it so many times it truly just feels like you're never home like you're just always knowing that you're going to be moving and that like just having that in your head it kind of keeps you from puts a guard up almost from attaching yourself to a place but even still I'm gonna have an attachment to this place and I'm gonna miss it a lot but um and I still do feel attached to this place but I definitely put like a barrier up in terms of like oh I'm not really gonna like let this feel like my home because I know it's not gonna be forever and that fear of having to like say goodbye and like leave it at some point like keeps me from like letting myself get too attached if that makes sense and I feel like people do that a lot like in relationships and friendships and stuff too you know like you put like a barrier up because you're scared of like getting hurt and stuff but it's just like kind of counterproductive at the end of the day because it's like you're not really allowing yourself to get the full experience you could have so it's funny how that like translate from relationships and friendships also into literally the home you live in <laughs> so but I'm just really grateful and I'm so grateful for you all for being listeners and supporting me and um you know whether you're just a podcast listener or whether you listen to the podcast and watch youtube or if you just watch youtube and you're happening to listen to the podcast today i don't care if you've listened to every single episode watched every single video or if you've only listened to the first 10 minutes of this podcast so far and this is your first time (laughs) hearing me i'm grateful for you and i just want you to know that um but let's go ahead and get into the episode and talk about the things i'm struggling with i plan on making a tiktok too 
um, like on my personal TikTok, which is just at Abigail Aslan. I've been trying to post on it. I set a goal for myself like a month ago where I was like, you know what? I kind of got to a point where I was just like, okay, I am feeling like I'm in a creative rut. I don't have the time to invest a ton of time creatively into other ventures, obviously. And not that I wanted to like start something new, but I like the way my brain is every single day at work for like the last month or so. I've been like having these just crazy thoughts, like not crazy, but they're, they've just been so pressing and they just keep coming up and resurfacing. And it's like business ideas and just creative things I want to do or like potential things I want to do. And I think it's my brain like having a cry for help of that like what you're doing right now is not aligning with you. And I say that just because I just can't shut my brain up even when I'm like really busy. Like my brain is just constantly thinking of like all these other things and it's romanticizing things that I know I don't even like. And I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. Um, But anyways, I could tell that I had a lot of creative energy stirring up inside of me that needed to be handled and dealt with and processed somewhere. And I don't have the time to, you know, take that into YouTube and like spend more time editing YouTube videos or upload more than once a week or whatever. So I was like, I need something that I can do creatively. That's just going to be easy in a sense of, in terms of like just being able to, um, go in and just do something really quickly and then move on from it. Not something that I'm gonna have to spend like hours and hours and hours doing and like refining, And I think TikTok is perfect because it's like this imperfect canvas where imperfection is just like embraced and you can just kind of do whatever. And it's been really fun because it's like, oh, I feel like I'm exploring an entire new, you know, way of editing content on my phone and getting the contents fun. And I just think it's like a good supplement to obviously everything I have going on right now. And I've always been so resistant to posting on TikTok, not because I'm like, I don't want to be a TikToker and like I'm hating on TikTok. Trust me, I'm not. More so of just like I always wrote it off as like I don't have time for it and it just always kind of scared me because the whole idea of it just being like so readily available to literally anyone is just a little off-putting at times and it still is and I'm still not over that. So to ease myself into it a few weeks ago or about a month ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to post just one TikTok a week and that can be like my little creative project every week and I can just do it on whatever. And I like really loved this, what I'm struggling with trend going on right now because I would just see people's and I just really feel for them. And it just adds like a human element to social media that I think is often missing sometimes um, when you get vulnerable and share things that you're struggling with or even when you get vulnerable and share the things that you're really proud of because that also has vulnerability associated with it as well. And I was like, you know what? I want to do a podcast episode on this because I think I can expand on everything. And then I knew I wanted to like do that TikTok myself um, and just feature some of the things I talk about in this episode and have it on my TikTok and then also have things here in the episode go more in detail and then also have more examples of things I'm struggling with in this episode. So that's kind of like the basis of how I got here with wanting to do this episode. Not that it matters, but um, I guess if you're on TikTok and you want to follow me, um, definitely do so, I guess. I just kind of am basically doing what I do on Instagram and YouTube, but in TikTok form and 
kind of trying out like some of the different trends and stuff and just sharing things like that so yeah my username is abigail aslan if you're interested in that at all um so things i'm struggling with first and foremost i have been struggling so much with feeling guilt um living away from like my parents and living far from home and like missing home and this has been so hard for me because when i first moved to houston post-grad i definitely felt this but i didn't really feel the guilt i just more so felt the oh i miss home feeling and wanting to like go back and visit and stuff and i would go back and visit and i would feel better when i would come back so i was like oh i could always have this place to go back to it's no big deal whatever but I've been feeling so much guilt lately and I think a lot of it has to do with me getting engaged recently and about to be moving into my first home. I think that's why I'm feeling a lot of guilt and the reason why is because, which this is in no way, shape, or form me saying anything like negative about this because it's actually a huge blessing and it's been so special to me, but I think being so close like distance wise to my fiance's family and seeing them a lot because we live in the same city has made me feel so much guilt for not seeing my parents as much and like i said that i'm not saying that in a negative way towards my fiance's family at all because i absolutely love them with my entire existence and i couldn't ask for a better family to be becoming like a part of and i love them so much but um I am very thankful that I get to spend a lot of time with them and I get to see them a lot and that even when we move, we're going to be living even closer to them than we are now. And all of those things are so exciting and I'm so thankful for them because it's made Houston feel so much more homey to have like a home, a literal like structure of a home that I can go to that feels like family because obviously I miss that here since my parents are all the way in Florida but I've been feeling so much guilt just being far from them. And I think I'm feeling that guilt because we're about to move and we're going to be living closer to them, uh, to my fiance's family. And I think I'm also feeling that guilt because I am obviously going to start like wedding planning somewhat soon and like looking at venues and things like that. And my mom isn't going to be able to be here for every single part of the process. Like she wants to be more than anything, but like obviously she can't just like continuously take off of work and like drop everything to come do it which i wish i could just pluck her out of florida and drop her here in texas with me whenever i wanted like that would be great but i can't and i just really hate that like she's not going to be able to be there for all of it but i'm wanting to try to like schedule things and plan things out to where um she can come to most of it so like basically just doing like marathon days in terms of like going to see a lot of venues in one day hopefully and then like once we start dress shopping, like doing all the dress shopping in like one or two days so that she can be here for it. And I'm hoping that that works out and it's not a situation where like she can't be here for any of it. So I'm hoping that that all works out in my head the way I want it to, but I don't realistically know how long venue tours take and I don't know how long dress shopping typically takes. And obviously you could find a dress at the first place you go to, or you could find a dress at like the eighth place you go to. So depending on all of that, it's going to depend on if she's there for all of it, but I just feel this guilt that they're not close and i think a lot of that guilt it comes from me being so close in proximity um and everything to 
my fiance's family and it's just hard it's like a hard part of becoming an adult especially because when you start feeling that guilt then you start thinking about the fact that like the uh, you've spent like the majority of the time that you're going to spend with your parents in your lifetime like once you've like graduated and no longer live under their roof and it's just such a sad realization and then like to know that and also know that you are like choosing to live far from them it just I feel so sad and guilty about that but at the same time it's like you know you can't limit yourself in the sense of like oh you can't subject yourself to like staying home for forever because of that because it's just a part of life it's a part of you know stepping into your own self and you know I don't know it's it's hard and some people do it at 20 years old some people do it at 30 years old some people do it at 50 some people never do it and that's fine because it's different for everyone but I think it's just a part of life that we all experience at a different speed and it's just a really hard feeling to come to terms with and not get super sad over and I always find that I like start to feel this way a lot more during the holiday season there's just something about fall and the holiday season that's just so inherently nostalgic like it doesn't even it's not even nostalgic to the fall time specifically I get so nostalgic about like college I get so nostalgic about my hometown and missing home and like fall isn't even like the thriving season at home for me but I miss it like I miss the fall there because it's nicer than the fall in Houston and like I just get so nostalgic over like the tiniest things like I was literally driving in the car the other day and I like drove past like a TJ Maxx and I like literally wanted to cry because I was like what I would give to just like be in high school and it be fall and like be all cozy and my mom like putting out the fall decorations and then us going to TJ Maxx on a Saturday afternoon before I start my homework like just thinking of like little moments like that like everything I get a lot more triggered by nostalgia a lot more easily in the fall any other season it comes and goes but it's like very fleeting like it, it it's like I have a quick thought and then it goes but it like is emotionally difficult this time of year the nostalgia is like is emotionally difficult I guess is what I'm saying so yeah that's a really long far-fetched um explanation not far-fetched I don't know why I just said that but it's a really long strung out um explanation of the guilt I'm feeling and really how I'm dealing with it is I'm just reminding myself that it is part of life and like I am doing good for myself and my future by you know living somewhere different that's outside of my comfort zone and you know creating a life and career for myself outside of my hometown and also just visiting my parents as much as I can seeing them as much as I can and thankfully we're like a really easy two-hour flight away from each other so that makes things really nice like it is a very long drive but it is a quick flight which is nice and I am getting to see them um this weekend I'm recording this um right now on like a the night before I leave but I'm getting to see them this weekend um because I'm going home for the paddlewood race that my dad puts on every year for charity and speaking of I hope everyone any listeners if you are in South Florida or anywhere that was in fact not infected oh my gosh affected by Hurricane Ian um I am hoping that you stayed safe and that you are safe and um I have seen like some of the destruction so far and it's really sad and hard to look at and as a Floridian like I know how scary like the hurricane season can be and how or how scary it is so I hope all of y'all are doing okay and my heart goes out to all of y'all affected by it and um 
yeah, I just wanted to mention that, but I am getting to go home, um, this weekend. So I am excited for that to see them. So yeah, just reminding myself that like these feelings are normal, letting myself feel those feelings. And, you know, I don't really know how to deal with the nostalgia. That's just something I haven't figured out. And just because the way the nostalgia hits me sometimes, it's like the way I feel when it hits me is I just like want nothing more than to experience that moment again. And that's just like the worst feeling ever is having that feeling of want and desire to experience that moment again, but knowing that it will never happen again. But then I try to think of it in terms of like, oh, well, one day with my future daughter, I can do the same thing. And maybe like my mom can tag along with us sometimes. And like, I try to think of it that way. And that does help. But obviously the nostalgia in and of itself is hard to deal with when it's like really emotionally triggering and makes you want nothing more than to just like be in that moment instead of where you're at. So I, that's all I'm going to say with that. Um, the next thing is getting upset with my younger self for pursuing what looked the best to others instead of what was best for myself. This one's really difficult to process because there's nothing quite like getting upset with a younger version of yourself because one younger you didn't really know any better and two, younger you, you can't really do anything about what younger you um, did back then. You can only do something about like what the you in the present day is going to do now that you feel that way about your younger self. So, you know, you can't look back and be like, I, I'm so mad at like the younger version of myself for doing this. Like you can feel that way, but don't like let it, you know, affect how you're going to make decisions going forward because that needs to be the biggest realization of, oh, well, I'm upset about something like my younger self did, so I just need to do all I can in the present moment to, you know, make that younger version of me happy and make that younger version of me just, I don't know, honor that younger version of me, I guess you could say. Um, But basically, I have just had so much internal back and forth with just like, who am I? Like, what am I doing with my life? Like that kind of thing. And it's just been ongoing since like the summer and it ebbs and flows, but it's just been really bad the last couple of months. And I like have taken like career assessments and things. And when I got the results from the career assessments, which I think I, I'm pretty sure I talked about that on the podcast like a month ago. Um, but I like acted so surprised and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so surprising, but it wasn't surprising at all because it's everything that I, all the results was everything that I was passionate about when I was like a senior in high school, like going into college and then college just completely like, I don't know, getting in the college and realizing like having the reality, um, checks of, oh my gosh, like I actually am going to need the support of family someday and I'm going to need to support myself someday. It's pushed me to the safe route, which is like where I'm at right now, instead of like, just wholeheartedly pursuing something that I really care about that I could have been really successful in, but I was just too scared to do it. And because I knew that starting out, it probably wouldn't be the most financially stable, safe, lucrative option, whatever. And I also wanted to do what would appeal the most to other people and what would be, you know, the good job that people would, you know, applaud the most and that kind of thing. So it's just been really hard, um, kind of just getting, to coming to terms with all of that because I'm just at this point where I just feel stuck now because I'm just at this point of okay like I took this career assessment like I see that these are the things that are like most in alignment with me but 
this is where I am now. Like I invested so much time, so much money, so much energy into the degree I have, the license that I'm going to be getting soon and that kind of thing just for me to sit here and be like, yeah, I don't know about that. It's scary. It's so scary. And I am struggling because I like my first thought tends to be like anger and frustration with the younger version of myself. But I just know that's not productive. Like it's not productive for me to sit here and get upset with a younger version of myself that was just basically choosing something out of coping with the fear of not being financially stable and the fear of not having a good paying job and a promising career that would always be in demand. Like I was so... I literally like picked my job by going on the Bureau of Labor Statistics and seeing like making sure that what I was choosing had a good average salary and had a good like future projected outlook in terms of the demand of the career. Like sure that's a good logical way to look at a career and a future career, but as an 18-year-old that's not really how you should be probably selecting what you want to do like for the rest of your life. Um, I mean, if you're if you care about it, sure. But if it's just something that you're literally solely choosing because of those metrics, I just I'm just like looking back at my younger self. I'm like, literally, what were you doing? But at the same time, I just didn't know any better. Like I was literally choosing that out of me trying to cope with my fear of you know being financially unstable and just not having a job. And because of that, now I'm here today. And with that being said, you know, I can't, it's just not productive for me to sit here and be mad at my younger self or upset with my younger self. Um, and sitting there telling myself, you should have done this, or you should not have done this because all I can do about it now in the present moment is, you know, think about what I'm going to be doing going forward and be more, I guess, attentive to the fact that I tend to err on this side on the safer side of things and keep that in mind when I'm making decisions and really ask myself am I only taking into account like my my safe safety value when I'm making this decision am I considering my mental health and my overall well-being and my quality of life as well because if anything I've learned from the mistake of my younger self of choosing what would look best to others instead of what was best for myself I've learned that, you know, the mental health and the doing something that actually aligns with you is just as important, if not more important than my core value of safety and honoring that core value. Um, Because I put all my eggs in the basket of my core value of safety when I was choosing a career. And it's just sort of put me at a very interesting place now. So I can't get mad at my younger self. And I guess what I'm doing to sort of deal with that going forwards and like deal with this emotion and because it's something I'm struggling with I'm just really trying to be authentic and that's really hard um with my personality and really and not authentic in the sense of like not be a fake person but it's authentic like to myself I can be authentic with other people but I can't be authentic to myself in terms of being like honest with what I want and honest with like just things like that because I just don't trust myself very well and I just don't really know how to not make a decision out of the desire to please others and that's just a really big struggle so the biggest thing I'm doing going forward is trying to be as true to myself as possible and really put like my 
desires and my needs first instead of the need and desire to please other people and what things look like to other people so that's really what i'm trying to do going forward with that so that years down the road i don't look back and tell myself like you were fully aware that you were upset with your younger self and you still chose to like go down that path instead of doing something about it like that's my biggest fear is i don't want to like look back in like five or ten years and be like wow you had a full-on like quarter-life crisis and came to the realization of what you you know had done and like why you were upset with your younger self and you didn't choose to do anything about it so that's like the biggest thing for me and the next one is missing my college town and my college life this time of year this also goes into play with the nostalgia going into overdrive type of thing this time of year and i always feel a little weird saying this and almost wrong for saying this because i feel like so many people just condemn others who miss college and miss their college town and i just hate that whole perspective and narrative of like oh if you miss college or miss your college life or miss your college town you never really left college you're stuck in college blah 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 I see that used a lot and anytime someone is like oh i miss college or whatever they're just like grow up be an adult and i'm like why can't we be adults but miss a part of our lives a time of our lives and i'm not somebody who had this like iconic college experience by any means so the fact that i'm saying i miss my college life and i miss my college town just says a lot for how grateful I was for the experience and just for how much I ended up enjoying it despite initially not enjoying it. And I don't know, I think a lot of it has to do with being far from friends because I have friends that I have not seen since March 2020 because of COVID still. And that's hard because we're trying to maintain friendships virtually. And while it's great that we can do that, it's not the same as getting to see them. And, you know, it's just hard to deal with that. I mean, like all of my college friends live a minimum of like, I don't even know an hour amount because my closest friends from college, one lives in another country, um, one lives in Seattle. I have a lot of friends in Nashville. Um, and I have friends in Florida and nobody's close. It seems like, um, in terms of like my close friends and that just is hard. Um, cause I feel like a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I feel like a lot of my friends have some of their college friends in their post-grad city. So it makes the transition a little bit easier. Um, and a lot of my college friends that I went to school with were just really freaking spread out. Um, so that's hard, but I also just, this time of year, I miss my college town because of the changing seasons. Um, Tuscaloosa just got so beautiful in the fall, and I, like, went back and watched, like, some old videos the other day, and it was, like, from finals week, my sophomore year, I think, and I had, like, a clip um, going into the library, and I, like, just got a glimpse of the campus from that clip, and I was like, holy cow. I know I didn't take it for granted, like, how beautiful my college campus was in the fall because I definitely like soaked it up and I totally romanticized it while I was there but I just didn't realize I don't know like now that I haven't seen that level of beauty in like so long um from there I just have like this when I go look back and see it I'm just like wow like it's even more stunning now that I like am not there um 
So I miss that. And I think I just missed like my college life because I thought I was stressed and I thought I was tired then. (laughs) And now I'm just like, I would do anything to go back to like that level of stress and that level of being tired at times. But at the same times or at the same time, I honestly, you couldn't pay me to like go back and experience some of the things that I did go through in college all over again. Like I wouldn't want to do that, but I think I just miss how comfortable it ended up feeling there, even though it was anything but that at first, which I think is a beautiful sign of growth and a beautiful, it's really beautiful for me to look back and be like, wow, this was somewhere that initially like gave me anxiety and somewhere I wanted to run from and it ended up being a place I called home at the end of it all. And all of that was a result of me sticking through discomfort and me embracing change and instead of resisting it. So I, when I need inspiration for like going through big changes and stuff, I like to look back on that, especially because I'm like, talk about growth to go from like literally wanting nothing more than than to leave somewhere to it becoming like such a special place um, and a place I got the call home that I'm now missing. And I don't know, I just miss the lifestyle of being a college student because of how much more easy it was. And it necessarily, I don't want to say it was easy by any means because you know, I was working all throughout college, um, whether it, my freshman year I was working like other jobs and then soft, starting in sophomore year, I was a TA every year. And I know that that's part-time, but then I was doing YouTube on the side and like my podcast and everything. So I'm thankful that that's how my work was. And it wasn't like I was having to like actually report and be somewhere besides my 10 to 15 hours a week of my TA job. Um, but I think I just missed the freedom of and flexibility of the schedule and um, just sort of being close to like all my close friends and I miss the seasons changing and I miss the familiarity of it and I miss like football season I always miss it because it's like wow I wish I could be there because it was always so much fun like it's the coolest thing when like your entire weekend is revolving around like the time of the game what you're doing before and after the game and the day you have the day after that like just recovering and trying to get your life together um before the week starts like it's just like a special form of nostalgia I guess so I miss it and don't let anyone make you feel bad for missing your college town or like missing your college lifestyle because I think it's totally normal as an adult adjusting to the real world to feel that longing for something that was got to be so comfortable because it's almost like as soon as it got comfortable I had like a year of experiencing that and then I got like slipped out from under me and that's how it feels so don't let anyone make you feel bad about it because I think it's totally normal and I think especially if you're someone like me who went to somewhere that has like a really beautiful campus that where the seasons change and everything and then you go move somewhere where there's just like not seasons um once you experience it it really is sad like not experiencing it anymore um and since I grew up in Florida for the most part like I grew up not seeing seasons so once it it wasn't like me going to Alabama it was something I was used to it was something new to me and some of you listening maybe like dang like why is this girl like so obsessed with like seasons changing and stuff and you know what I just really appreciate natural beauty a lot as a human um it's really special to me and I love nature so that's why sorry not sorry (laughs) but um the next thing is coping with being burnt out but still having to stay busy this one's been really hard lately because um I'm just realizing how fast time goes by um because it's like with the way my busy seasons are at work it's basically like you're busy January to April and honestly like April's not as bad so it's kind of like you're busy, really busy January to March. April's like 
mediocre. And then May is mediocre. June and July are slower. And then August, September, and then early October are busy. So that only leaves like part of June and July and then your November and December to not be like expected to be working overtime and working overtime. Um, So having the realization now of, okay, like I've been at my job since January and like I'm realizing how fast everything goes by and and it's only going to go by faster just because that's how it works statistically. Um, I am like fearful. (laughs) I'm like already freaking out about the next busy season coming in January because I am just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm not even out of technically like this busy season yet. So I'm just like, wait, that is only in like three months you're telling me how and I haven't even like gotten to experience the more laid back months of November and December yet but I just know they're gonna fly by especially with like all I need to do with moving and wedding planning And I know I talked about that in last week's episode like realizing how fast time is going by and just feeling like there's not enough time for me to do everything I need to do but knowing that like January to April is going to be here before I know it just like really makes my skin crawl um and it's hard to think about because like I'm already thinking about that but I'm struggling right now from being burnt out from this whole year so far and I think a lot of it has to do with like just really grinding myself into nothing while studying and then jumping straight into work which was really difficult but it's so hard to deal with burnout because I I'm not someone to use burnout like often like I don't like saying I'm burnout all the time because I think there's a really big difference in just being tired because you're not pouring enough back into yourself and the difference between being burnt out because I've experienced both and they are actually extremely different the tiredness is like oh like I'm just like tired but I'm still able to rely on my discipline to do things such as you know clean up my place and take care of my body and exercise and get some movement in and I'm not having an issue doing any of that like I may feel tired but I'm still disciplined and showing up for myself burnout is wanting to do things and knowing you need to do things but physically not being able to get yourself to do it because you are just done and that's how I felt like the last few weeks and it has been the worst feeling because it's like I will wake up in the morning and I will literally be awake and I'm like I don't need to go back to sleep I feel like I'm, I'm fine I may may not feel fine. I may be tired, but basically I'm like, okay, I don't need to go back to sleep. And I want to go work out in my apartment gym or something. I physically cannot get myself up because I'm just like, I just feel like I need to lay here and do nothing. And I don't want to get up because I don't want to start my day. And it's that type of feeling. And it's the feeling of knowing that like my place is an absolute train wreck, but I have no energy to even care to make things better. And it's so hard to deal with burnout because it's like you can't, you really can't deal with it because stuff just keeps getting added on your plate and you're still expected to just show up and you're still expected to do all the things that are required of you, but at a level where your energy levels are so low that you can't even pour into your own cup at the end of the day and you can't even do those things that give you energy at the end of the day and that's like the difference for me at least in my experience between like just being tired and being burnt out and it's the burnout is so bad just because it's like this feeling of knowing you need to do something and you should do something because you know it will make you feel better but just physically not being able to and that's a horrible feeling because if you know it's going to make you feel better and you know it's good for yourself but you can't get yourself to do it 
it just sucks um and it doesn't at the end of the day like it's truly just a I feel like a slippery slope downwards of for your mental and physical health because you kind of just get to a point of like I don't I can't even rely on my discipline anymore like y'all know I'm a very disciplined person and when it gets to the point where like I am struggling with even remaining disciplined in things that's when I know I'm burnt out and how I'm planning on dealing with this is I've just been telling myself one day at a time and on the days where I truly just feel like I cannot get up and like it makes me want to cry to even like think about getting out of bed I let myself just lay there because I'm like you know what maybe that is what I need in the moment um I think a lot of the times it's not and I'm just telling myself that and what I need is to go like get some endorphins flowing but then there are some mornings where that is what I need so I've just been really trying to listen to myself that way but also try and push myself when I do feel any little ounce of motivation I cling to it and I try my best to ride that out so if I get like a little burst of I want to tidy up the kitchen really quickly I follow through with that I turn that thought into an action and I follow through with it instead of pushing it off because those little spurts of motivation are minimal and hard to come by when I go through burnout. So it's really easy for me to recognize them because it's like a, it's almost like a light bulb going off in my head when everything's dark because it's like everything will be dark. And then all of a sudden I have like this little light bulb of, Oh, I kind of want to tidy up the kitchen. So once that lights on, like I do everything to like keep that on for a second to like do that thought and turn it into an action because I know it will make me feel better. And since I don't, have that light bulb go off often when I'm going through burnout I like to take advantage of when it does happen and the same thing with like getting my body moving if I'm like feeling like I want to go to a Pilates class or if I want to go to a spin class if I want to go to my apartment gym to do something when I have that thought I try to act on it right then and there and a lot of times that looks like me booking a class like right right away so I can't like sit and contemplate on it or wait until the last minute to do so So yeah, taking things one day at a time and really just doing my best to follow through with any little spurts of motivation that I may have has been really huge for me, but also just reminding myself, you know, one day at a time and I'm reminding myself that this busyness will be over soon and I will get to rest and I may not get to rest as much as as I'd like to because at this point I just truly feel like I need to be prescribed two weeks of like sitting on the couch and going on walks and that's like all I'm allowed to do for two weeks like that's how I feel right now um and I wish more than anything I could do that but I know that when the busyness with work ends um the busyness of YouTube will pick up which that is work but different kind of work because it'll be YouTube's busy season and there's always really cool opportunities that come around because a lot of times brands will you know save all their marketing budget and everything for their campaigns for the end of the year for the holiday season so a lot of brands that you like typically wouldn't get to work with start to pull out campaigns like you don't want to pass up on them and they're also just like really fun campaigns usually in the holiday season I feel like um and it'll be good for me because it will be a way for me to like be creative and stuff during that time but I also know that it's going to be busy in a sense of I'm going to need to start doing some things for wedding planning and I'm going to need to start like looking at venues and dresses and I'm going to be wanting to get like settled in my home, but I'm also trying to remind myself that that's something that doesn't need to happen overnight and it can be a slow process because it's going to be our home for, you know, the foreseeable future, which is such a comforting feeling, like not feeling like I need to get everything done right away because I know that I'll be there longer than a year. So it doesn't really matter if it happens the next day or if it happens later on. 
And you know, sometimes all you can do is hold on to the hope that things will get better and there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that's the best you can do. So that's kind of how I'm approaching struggling with burnout, but still having to do a lot and still having a lot of my plate and still staying busy because I know that eventually things will slow down a little bit and my mind tends to freak out because it's like, yeah, things will slow down a little bit, but then before you know it, things are going to be crazy busy again. And I try to just like take a step back and be like, okay, allow yourself to like rest in this moment and be at peace in this moment and try not to just think so much about like what's to come because you're quite literally ruining your rest by anticipating the arrival of the future. So try to remain as present as possible, which is definitely difficult. And the next thing is trusting that things will work out even when I dwell on the worst case scenarios out of habit. I know that I have talked about this a lot recently like on youtube and a little bit on the podcast i think because of buying a home and everything because it's just been a scary process and you know my gut is like oh things will be fine but then like my head tends to just be like oh but what if the worst case scenario happens and i was like freaking out about everything when we put in an offer on the place that we ended up getting literally freaking out like having a full-on like panic attack and things are fine (laughs) like things are going to be fine things are fine now I still tend to freak out a little bit but I try to remind myself this is quite literally an investment and it's going to be so much better for my mental health to have my own workspace and so much better to not have to worry about moving every year for us and things like that so I have a really hard time just focusing on the best case scenario and not even focusing on it just keeping in mind that it's even an option and that's hard because i as like somebody who their whole life has kind of been a pessimistic naturally pessimistic thinker which i know i've done the episodes talking about how i switched my mindset from like a naturally pessimistic to naturally optimistic and while i did do that and that was totally the truth in college i think i've slid back into a naturally pessimistic thinking And I think that that just has to do with the phase of life I'm in, but I definitely did slip into that. And as a result, it's really hard for me to think of any other option besides failure and think of any other option besides the worst case scenario. But I'm trying to constantly remind myself when I have those thoughts that they don't have to be my reality. And I'm trying to remind myself that failure is not the only option. And in fact, failure is not an option. Um, I've always let fear of failure be my biggest driver in terms of like my discipline and motivation. And knowing that about myself, um, you would think I would have the mindset of, oh, failure is not an option, but my mindset is more so of being fearful that fear or that failure is the only option. So it's a little interesting how that dynamic works there. But, um, I truly am just trying to be better about, you know, anytime I have those thoughts where I'm just like dwelling on the worst case scenario, I'm trying to think of a time when I've had those thoughts before, which I can already say now, like I had those thoughts when we were putting in an offer on the home, worst case scenario thoughts, and I know that things are going to be fine and I can trust that. And also just reminding myself, you know, that failing isn't the only option, that they're succeeding is an option and that it is very possible, especially with how hard I work to avoid failure and it's inevitable. I'm human. I'm going to think that way, but 
I just think that this one's really hard to juggle because I think that this tends to get worse as my mental health isn't doing as well and as my anxiety is worse this tends to get worse so it's just like this really bad combination but then when things are better I tend to like think more optimistically and I tend to think like oh yeah I'm gonna do this and it's totally gonna work out instead of shying away from literally everything just because I can only focus on failing being the only option and I don't know this is like definitely an irrational part of my brain that controls all of this and that causes all this to happen but I truly am just trying so hard to trust that things will work out and to have faith and to believe in myself a little bit more because I think I owe it to myself and I think that I should believe in myself because I think I've established enough credibility with myself that I always do my best to see things through and that they will work out Um, and that's kind of how I'm trying to handle that and the next thing is navigating a weird time of being a content creator where people condemn content that isn't relatable, yet the relatable content is what doesn't seem to get consumed as much. So what I mean by this is I especially have noticed like in the past few weeks on like TikTok and stuff, like the discourse over all of this has just been like, oh, you know, influencer. I've seen like so many different like articles published and then TikTokers like react to it or whatever, or not even necessarily TikTokers, just like people on TikTok react to it and say, you know, like, oh, influencers should have like another job. So they're more relatable and stuff. And it's just confusing because I'm like, so you want like influencers to have to work two full-time jobs just for the sake of being relatable but then relatable content isn't even what performs as well like I can't think of this like I don't know I just feel like the unrelatable I know that's not a word but like I feel like the unrelatable stuff is what gets consumed the most it's what people interact with most it's what performs the best but then I feel like everyone and their mother is hating on those people and hating on influencers in general because the content isn't relatable. So it's just kind of like this hypocrisy going on where it's like, I thought you hated things that weren't relatable, but why is that what's being consumed the most? Like, I don't get it. And it might just have to do with the algorithm. Like that literally could be it. That could be the reason for it. But let me tell you that being a content creator right now is just freaking weird and confusing and hard because as somebody who has a full-time job and people praise me for being relatable, which is so great and so nice but it kind of like puts into your mind like oh I must do this for forever and I must work like this job for forever because I need to stay relatable for my audience and I know not there's probably hardly anyone that thinks like oh if Abby ever did something else besides the job she's doing now I wouldn't watch her anymore like there's probably not many people that think that I'm sure there are some But I feel like most people, you know, have their content creators that they consume content from because they get something out of it. And at the end of the day, I don't think what they get out of it is necessarily the job they work because they're not the person working the job. You know what I mean? Like the person consuming the content is not the person working the job. So it's just hard being a content creator because I think I like just am really confused with what consumers want in terms of the people consuming the content. It's like all I see, I feel like, is just hate, hate, hate in terms, not even hate, but I just see a lot of more negative talk surrounding influencers and more negative talk surrounding just, oh, like 
anybody who's not relatable, like let's condemn them for not being relatable. But then that is the content that gets consumed. So then the people who are being praised for being relatable just get confused because they're like, yes, I, I know I'm relatable because you tell me I am and I'm, you know, working my job, but it's like, okay, that doesn't really necessarily mean anything clearly because content wise, I feel like the relatable content just doesn't get consumed as much. And that's just what I'm seeing for my POV because you could see something totally different because the other content creators I follow that also work like full-time jobs, which there are not many at all. Like I could count on half of one hand, but the people I follow that are in similar situations as I am, I feel like don't numbers wise and engagement wise, just don't get as much as the people who are quote unquote unrelatable. And, but then in the unrelatable people's comments, it's like, you're not relatable. So it's just like, what? Does that make any sense? But like I said, that could 100% be an algorithm thing. And that could 100% just be what I'm seeing from my POV. Because if there's anything I've learned with, you know, being on social media and being a content creator, it's that there are so many more like content creators and influencers than you freaking realize. Because there are like some people will mention TikTokers or YouTubers and I'm like, who? And I feel like I'm like somewhat like up to date and like I know who a good amount of people are just from being in this space. But like sometimes people just say stuff and you're just like, and they're like, oh, it's my favorite person on YouTube or oh, that's my favorite TikToker. And you're just like, I don't even, I have never even seen this person before. So it could totally be that type of situation where it's just from my POV, that's the way things look and it's not actually that way. But I'm struggling with it point blank period I'm struggling with it it's something that's hard because it's hard to navigate like deciding what content I'm going to create and I can only like I don't know because I just like get so torn because on YouTube I'm just like oh like I feel like things are so redundant and repetitive because my life is so redundant and repetitive and then I'm like oh I wish I could like show some more cool different things like with switching up my week every week but that's just not reality for me but then people are telling me like oh we love that you know you do the same thing every week because that's what's relatable to us but then it's like okay but do you because I feel like relatable the relatable mundane content just doesn't do as well which makes sense. I mean, it's mundane, I guess, inherently. So whatever. And I guess only some people enjoy that um, monotony of being a relatable content creator. Only some people are going to enjoy that. Not everyone will. And me personally, I definitely do consume content from both sides. I consume content from people who work jobs similar to I do and are also content creators. And I also consume content from people who do nothing but travel for a living. And that's completely unrelatable to my life. So, you know, it is what it is. But, um, I don't really have a way I'm dealing with this, honestly. I'm just kind of like sitting here doing my thing. And you know what? That's fine. I think that is doing something and dealing with it. Um, I think that in this situation, like not doing anything and just kind of like doing my own thing and writing it out um, and just like continuing to create the content I want to create and putting it out there is still doing something at the end of the day. The next thing is figuring out my personal style. This one's just like, I don't have much to say on this, but it's just something I'm struggling with in terms of like, I feel like I have, I feel like I know my personal style, right? Like I know it in my head and I don't know how to describe it, but I know it. Like I know the things that I gravitate towards and I know what I like, but I struggle because I feel like my style is like a combo of two styles that just don't inherently go together, if that makes sense. So it's a little difficult. 
And, you know, I truly think that that's part of the beauty of personal style is we, it's personal to us, it's unique to us, and it doesn't need to fit in a certain box and it doesn't need to adhere to a specific definition. Like it can be whatever we want it to be. I just think that getting things for myself and getting dressed would be a lot easier if I could like put it in a box, if that makes sense. But I can't because I just feel like I like two different styles that are just different and conflicting almost and also just like learning how to like dress for my body type like that's just been a struggle because I obviously want to feel good in what I'm getting dressed in and like what I'm putting on and a lot of times you know like I'll just get something because I think it's cute on the hanger I think it's cute online and then I go home and I put it on and I'm like this couldn't look worse and that's usually just because I'm just not really wearing something that complements my body shape and like my body type and that's fine because that's just I'm trying to figure that out but it's definitely something I'm struggle with but I'm just trying to accept that like you know what I think that having you know personal style is just really all about making it yours and not trying to fit it in a box and just doing what you think looks best on you and what feels best on you at the end of the day and just trying to remind myself of that really and that's how I try to deal with the struggle of feeling like I don't have a personal style because sometimes like I think about it and I'm like dang I really wish I did just for the sake of it being easier to like shop and get dressed and stuff but at the end of the day it's not the end of the world because it's such a small problem in the grand scheme of things and I can simply remind myself that it's unique to me and that kind of like just solves my problem with thinking that way I guess you could say And the next thing is being present in a stage of life that I'm struggling in. This has been so hard. I definitely am a lot more present when I'm like just overall like doing well. My anxiety is not bad, that kind of thing, just because it's easier to be, you know, like you're not so worried about what's to come. You're not dwelling on the past and you're just kind of taking things day by day and living a day at a time. And when I'm just in like, high states of stress which I feel like is all the time lately but when I'm in high states of stress I just have a really hard time being present and I know that I should be present like I am so scared of like going through this whole season of life like being engaged because I've had so many people be like being engaged is so much fun soak it up and I'm like how do I even soak it up like I can't even be present like in my day-to-day life so it just like freaks me out because I really don't want to like look back and not remember any of this And that's just kind of how I feel about this year. Like, I just look back and I'm like, I just don't really... It's not that I don't remember much because I do. Like, obviously, things are recent enough. Like, I remember, like, the trips I went on and that kind of thing. But, like, some things happened and I'm like, that happened? Like, are you sure? Are you positive that that was a thing? Like, this isn't from years ago. This wasn't made up. Are you 100% positive? And that's just kind of how I feel. And I just don't want to feel that way when I look back on this season of my life because I know it's such a special season of life and I'm only going to go through once and it's just like oh my gosh I don't want that to be the case when I'm like looking back and I I don't know I'm just trying to be really present and it's really hard because I'm in just a stressful state and it's really hard to remain present when you're stressed about the future and when you're healing from stuff and when you're just trying to I don't know, figure yourself out. It's just so hard to be present. But when you know you need to be present and you can't be, it's just like a really bad feeling. So this kind of goes with um, the whole burnout thing and like still being busy, just trying to take things one day at a time. 
and not be so obsessed with trying to control outcomes that really helps and really just like letting things happen the way they happen and not freaking out over whether or not something happens a certain way I am just not good what I'm learning is I'm just not good at like taking things day by day I am aware and I know that I need to take things day by day and that would make a lot of my problems a lot less severe and would make a lot of problems go away but I'm just like straight up not good at taking things day by day so it's just hard um but I'm trying to do my best to be present during this time and it looks different for me every day some days it's choosing to document a lot of things um on like my phone or like vlog but then other days that doesn't make me feel very present and then some days that looks like on the weekends like forcing myself to do things that I know that will establish like fun memories for me and then other weekends it's just allowing myself to do nothing and or not do nothing like entirely that's never really possible for me unfortunately but just really lay low as much as I can and it's all about just like honoring what your current self needs I think and I think that I'm really bad about listening to that because I've always prioritized what others need and want and want to see of me instead of what I need and trying to make that shift this year has been like the biggest challenge ever but I know that once I can make that shift of like honoring what I need instead of just allowing my people pleaser to run people pleasing tendencies to run my life I think it'll make being present a whole lot easier especially during the more stressful times and last but not least is not feeling as confident as I know I could be feeling this one's so hard because if you like have gone through a self-esteem journey or a self-confidence journey where you've like come from a place of really low self-esteem and self-confidence and like learned how to build it up and really just be confident in yourself and have high self-esteem and then kind of like go back down again it's really interesting but I think that it's not talked about enough because I think a lot of people just see people who exude confidence and look confident and they just assume that they were born that way they just assume that and some people are don't get me wrong but they just assume people were born that way and that it took no work to get to that point and that they're always going to be that way and let me just tell you that is not the case at all from someone who had like negative self-esteem in high school and literally no confidence and built it up to a point where they were like happy with themselves and confident in themselves it takes so much work and it doesn't just because you build it up eventually doesn't mean it's going to stay at that level forever like you're going to go through seasons of life where your confidence really gets knocked down and your self-esteem really gets knocked down so I struggle with knowing that I felt really confident before and that I've had higher self-esteem before and then knowing that I'm not there right now I really struggle because I like should myself and I'm like you should feel more confident and you should feel happier with yourself but the reality is is I can't sit here and say I should feel a certain way because it's life for I mean like your confidence and your self-esteem fluctuating is just part of life so I don't need to sit here and say like I should feel more confident and I should feel better about myself and honestly it's probably true but at the same time I have to validate that I'm not feeling my best and that I know I could be feeling better and what I'm trying to do to do this is just do things that make me feel more confident and that kind of just looks like you know putting extra time into taking care of myself you know like taking the time to like get ready for things instead of just like showing up as bare minimum and it looks different for everyone like for me personally like I know I like feel a lot more confident when I'm like 
dressed in an outfit I like and I like take the time to like get ready and I've taken the time that day to prioritize myself in some way or another I always feel a lot more confident in those situations but it may not look like that for you and that's okay and I guess what I really wanted to get across in saying all of this is that like if you're in a place where you just don't feel like your confidence is where it should be or where it could be or you have just been on like an endless journey of trying to like become more confident just know that it's a process and it's not a constant like it's going to ebb and flow and that's just part of life and don't hold yourself to the expectation that you need to feel 100% confident all the time and I try to just recognize those times when I don't feel as confident and then do the things that I know make me feel more confident during that time but it's been really it's kind of hard for me right now to like do those things that make me feel more confident because I feel so burnt out and that's just like another consequence of being burnt out is like you know I mean like I said you know you need to do things but you just can't get yourself to do them that applies to working out to cleaning to making sure like I'm getting properly fueled from food and making sure that I'm doing the things that I know make me confident because you just don't have the energy to do so and I think that's why I'm struggling so much with my confidence like right now is because I'm just in like such an uncertain like phase of my life and I don't feel confident in like what I'm doing day to day and I don't feel confident in like my future right now and I am more so of just like in a place of like what the heck is going on and like what is coming next and what am I going to be doing the rest of my life I don't know and that really chips away at my confidence when I'm like asking myself those questions and doubting my future and doubting myself because I've put so much time and effort into becoming who I am today and where I am today and when I sit here and ask myself all of those questions like oh I don't know what I'm going to be doing a year from now or five years from now or my future my career whatever each time I like question any of that instead of just trusting that things are going to work out and that kind of thing I'm just chipping away at the confidence I've built up by you know getting to where I am today and I as someone who's really burnt out right now I just have a hard time like getting myself to do the things that I know that are going to make me feel more confident at the end of the day and that's just where I'm at but I'm trying to like I said with burnout each time I get like that ounce of motivation to put on a cute outfit or put a little bit more effort into my appearance or do something that just makes me happy and in turn like builds my confidence or keep a promise to myself and build my confidence in doing that I try to do that every chance I get because of being burnout right now um and it tends to help it's just hard to remain consistent with it right now in this season of life but that is all i have for y'all today i hope you enjoyed this episode i know it was a longer one and i was definitely a little bit rambly but i hope that it like helped you made you feel less alone in any of your struggles and just know that whatever you're going through you're definitely not alone um i can tell you that all of us have been through it or will go through it or you know whatever it may be but we're all in this together as sweet old high school musical would say but I love you all and thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to y'all next week